The year was 1964. The date? April 17th. Yes, it's a day we're talking about when the Ford Mustang was released onto the world. The vehicle that changed so many people's lives during the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, thousands, the tens, and going into the 20s. But for this decade, the Mustang is changing. Yes, we are talking about the brand new Mustang Mach-E, which is arriving at dealers this fall. The Mustang Mach-E may seem like a non-Mustang, but could it be the savior that we are all all looking for. Autoworks.net Autopod streaming day or night coming right at you right here right now. Welcome back to Autoworks Autopod. I am your host, the doctor to the car industry, Mr. Everett J himself. And this week we're going to be taking a look at the Mustang Mach-E. Seriously, does Ford think we're going to accept this product as an actual Mustang? Well, some of us believe that it will be the savior for the Mustang brand. And because the Mustang name is so big and brings so much to Ford, it's going to be something that we're going to just have to accept. Just like how in the 70s we had to except the Ford Mustang 2 as a replacement to the original big block V8 behemoths of the early 70s. The Mustang E might be a change, but it is change for a possible better. Now, to see how this better is going to come around, we actually have to take a look back in time and go back to the beginning of when the Ford Mustang is created. Now, a lot of you don't really know out there that the Ford Mustang is not its own product line. It is now, but when it was made, it was originally built quickly as it had to be and it was built off the second generation ford falcon platform if you take a look below the original 1960 ford falcon two-door that we have you'll see similarities within the two products footprint is very similar yes the ford mustang was built off a pre-existing platform it didn't have its own platform it wasn't built into its own platform until years later yes the original 64 and a half or 65 as some of you call it ford mustang was essentially just a ford falcon now that continued for decades upon decades. Taking a look back at the previous generation Ford Falcons that graced the shores of Australia until recently when Ford decided to pull the plug on their entire operations within the country of Down Under, the Falcon was still built in collaboration with the Ford Mustang. Yes, the Ford Falcon platform was very similar and utilized a lot of components from the Ford Mustang. But that's also because if you take a look back into the 70s, they had the two-door. Ford Falcons. Those two-door Ford Falcons were essentially just an Australian version of the Ford Mustang. Take a look below. We have a picture of a 1978 Ford Falcon XC Cobra. Then take a look back and look at a 1978 Ford Mustang Mach 1. You'll see how the two products are very similar. Yes, they still were similar. Two different products for two different markets with two different names, but essentially the same product. The original Ford Mustang, released in 1964 and a half, was built to attract the baby boomer and post-boomer generation. Taking a look back at the original 64.5 Mustang at $2,368 transferred into today's funds, today being 2019 is when it was updated to, that would work out to $19,657.91 in 2019. Now, pony cars have gone away from that with the average retail price of a Ford Mustang starting at over $23,000. It has increased over time. The original Ford Mustang created what they call as the pony car market, which eventually spawned products like 
the Firebird, the Cougar, the Camaro, the Charger, the Challenger, the Cuda, and a few short-lived, the AMC AMX. It has sold over 10 million cars worldwide and is the only, only original pony car that has been built straight through from the time of release. Yes, it is the only continued production mass-marketed muscle car in the world. Chevrolet likes to say that they celebrated over 50 years of the Camaro, where essentially that is BS because the Camaro disappeared. Dodge does that with the Charger too. The Charger's been around for so long. Yeah, that's BS as well because the Charger disappeared by the 80s. Now we did have the short-lived Shelby Chargers of the 80s, but that originally was not a Charger nameplate, whereas the sedans today are a disgrace to the name just like it. It is long gone. Now the Mustang has a major cult following. And like we said, this is not the major change. 1974. A woman asked Ford and said, why, why do you build such big Mustangs? I love the original 1964 and a half Mustang. I was small. It made it so easily for me and my friends to just go to the beach, hop in, hop out. You get it with the standard V6, a little bit more gas efficient at the time. You gotta remember 1974, we're getting close to the gas crisis times. Well, Ford decided to change the Mustang and say, hey, yeah, we have gotten bigger. Look at the 1973 Mustang. Hell, that thing is almost the size of a full-size sedan of 1973. Or the Mustang, even the original ones in the 60s were only the size of a mid-size product. We gotta make a change. So in 1974, 10 years after the original release of the Mustang, so only 10 years, a decade into its production, Ford went back and said, we need to revisit and go back to where we once came from. We need to go and revisit the small box Ford. And the Ford Mustang 2 was born. Yes, that horrible piece of crap that none of the Ford people like to admit is a Mustang was released. You do get into, you know, 1977 King Cobras, where you start to get some cool products. Products, but even then, it's essentially just a Pinto with a big block V8 in it. Now moving forward, 1979, five years later, the Fox platform changes and we get into the designs of the 80s. More angular, more squared. These Mustangs are becoming more boxy, like everything did in the 80s. And the Fox platform evolves and we get the name back. It no longer is the Ford Mustang 2, it is now the Ford Mustang again. And it spawns its own Mercury counterpart, the Mercury Capri, which didn't last last very long, but still serves as a product. Now this Mustang carried from 1979 until its major change in 2005. Yes, we're talking about the late 90s Mustangs were still built off of those horrible, horrible Fox platform. I wouldn't say horrible. They're very lightweight. You put a lot of power behind it and make them go like hell. Like they were amazing drag cars. But to me, the Mustang died out in 73 and didn't come back until 2005. That's my personal opinion, but a lot of Mustang gearheads out there might disagree and might agree with that as well that the Mustang essentially died out in the 80s and came back in the 2000s now for 2005 they brought back the retro inspired design bringing back the original 64 and a half style fastback sure it was great sure it was what we all want and a retro was going crazy so we had to get into it that inspiration has carried on to even the 2018 Ford Mustangs and now our 2020 Mustangs it's an evolution now they're staying more true to the original form of the Mustang which is essentially just just a coupe. Yes, I said that. The Ford Mustang, and like all pony cars, is essentially just a coupe. It's a dedicated two-door version of something built off of a sedan platform. Take a look at it. The Challenger is built off the Charger platform. And even throughout the 90s, the Ford Mustang in Australia was built off of a Falcon platform. So, have we really evolved? Now, again, we're seeing a major change in consumer demand for products these days. And that's where the Mustang Mach-E comes into play. With companies like Tesla, Faraday Future, Bin, 
Grid, amongst others. All these electric car companies exploding on the world stage because of the increase in price of fuel and the low cost of electricity. The explosion in this industry is causing major headaches for major automakers like General Motors, like Ford, like Fiat Chrysler, like Peugeot Citroën. Everyone, everyone is looking at what does the future hold for us? Is it fuel cell? Is it electric? Are we just going to go hybrid for a little bit? Or is it a nano? Well, a lot of people believe the easiest band-aid fixed until we could figure out exactly where we need to be in the future for a sustainable fuel source for our mobile transportation units. Everybody is jumping on the electric bandwagon. Well, electricity is plentiful. It's all over the place. We have the grid set up. All we need to do is set up charging stations. Hell, people can set up charging stations right within their home. It's a lot easier and more efficient to set up the electrical grid system than it is the fuel cell system, even though the fuel cell system essentially is better for the environment over an electric. But Ford, like everyone else, is jumping on the electric bandwagon and they wanted to create a product called the Mach-E. And we've been hearing about it for a long time until recently, this past winter, we finally got to see the new Mach-E. But unfortunately, Ford decided to add the Mustang nameplate to it. Now, in doing so, they did that for one main purpose, evolution. They know that thanks to companies like Uber and Lyft, personalized transportation amongst young owners is decreasing. Yes, a lot of people, which you call millennials, are jumping out of the automotive ownership ring. And they're starting to jump into hailing services. If you live in a major city, for instance, in Canada, if you live in some place like Vancouver, Montreal, Calgary, Toronto, and then we move into the States, if you live in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, why do you need to own a vehicle if you live in the core of the city? And a lot of cities are becoming more urbanized. Just look at China. The major shift between the end of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century, they created more urbanization. Look at Shanghai 25 years ago. It's farm fields. Now it is this growing metropolis. One of the largest cities in the world. Urbanization. Imagine if every single one of those people owned a vehicle. In North America, we already know what happens when you give every single person in the world a vehicle. Eventually those people say when they start having families move out and you get suburban areas. That means you need to spread out your infrastructure. You need to move everything out and out and out. Well, there are a lot of younger people now that are looking at it saying we don't want to move out. We still want to live in our urban climates. We want to be able to take our elevator to the bottom floor and go and get groceries and go to work and do all of that but we we'll go you know for a little bit further go out to the other end of town because there's a little bit better mall or there's a bit better park or there's hiking trails we don't want to own a car just for those you know once a week trips they're getting into less car ownership and the people who are buying vehicles now the biggest market in the world is crossover utility vehicles now take a look at the mustang Mach-E. it is a crossover utility vehicle it's essentially just a crossover because it has no utilitarian effect to it at all you cannot bring this thing off-road i wouldn't be taking this thing through six inches of mud like i would a jeep wrangler just more of a crossover product but the mach e fits where ford needs to go into the future hence the reason why they've dropped their entire sedan lineup from the north american marketplace so no more focus sedan no more fusion sedan no more taurus all gone crown vic's been gone for a long time unfortunately they've shut down that plant in st thomas ontario and now police are driving you know ford taurus in the states or the dodge charger but a lot of them are now opting for utility vehicles so the ford explorer the chevy tahoe's dodge durango's so ford sees this and they say well the explorer has a hybrid option but we need something a little bit better and if you look back at the u.s a long time ago they used to use five liter mustangs as pursuit interceptor vehicles for the highway now with the mustang Mach-E coming out you can use those and still utilize them as vehicles to actually bring people back to the place now like we said with more urbanization and more expansion within the urban climate around the world less people are buying vehicles and then we still said people are buying vehicles but well, ford knows this they know they're going to be 
losing market share to everyone. Everyone's going to be losing market share. Why do you think there's so many car companies around the world that are now merging back together? Fiat Chrysler is huge, and now they're merging with Peugeot Citroen because they still, there's so many divisions, they're so spread out, they can't take care of every single little thing, so they're going to join up with even more companies to try and spread out the wealth even further. Well, instead of Ford doing this, they're saying, well, why don't we just get rid of our ill-fated vehicles from certain markets, hence sedans, and we just jump into the biggest markets out there, crossover utility vehicles. Now, considering the fact that the Mustang is still a big seller amongst baby boomers in my generation, all the people who grew up with movies like The Fast and the Furious, Cannibal Run, or the original Gone at 60 Seconds, growing through from the 70s all the way up to the early 2000s, all those automotive movies that made you want to get into the aftermarket world and build your own personalized product to go off drag racing on the streets. The Mustang fit that. But the generation just behind us, born this millennium, they're children that don't see that. Yes, they see the Fast and Furious movies, but Fast and Furious doesn't promote street racing anymore. Now it's all about saving the world. Ooh, everybody does that. Boring. Get a new hobby. Well, so Ford is now seeing that. They're going to keep the original Mustang as a product for those diehard gearheads. But they know that market's going to slowly start evaporating over the next 20 years. So people like myself either have their own muscle cars or are looking for older vehicles. They're not going to be looking for the newer ones. So that market's going to start to decrease. That's also due to the fact that the loss of the coupe and convertible market is decreasing and the sports car market is slightly decreasing in value to any automaker out there. So Ford sees that the Mach-E is an evolution of the Mustang brand. It's what we need to keep the Mustang nameplate for the future. What we need to keep it moving for the future. What we need to do to keep it around. Yes, a lot of us don't agree with it, but a lot of us didn't agree with adding four doors to the Jeep Wrangler as well, or making the Jeep Wrangler into the Gladiator it is today, a four-door pickup truck. Guess what? Times change, mentality changes. The diehard people that didn't like it before, the numbers get thinned out as they as the gaps move further through. And that's what's happening. Baby boomers are slowly getting away from buying their pony cars. They did that from the 2000s all the way up to the 2015. They had that 15-year stretch where the baby boomers went through that crazy craze of buying the retro-inspired vehicles that they wanted. And now, the market is slowly evaporating. But can the Mustang Mach-E inspire the world to move into the electrified utility market? Can it be the true evolution of the Mustang, which it needs to survive the next generation of children? With over 60 years behind it, the Mustang nameplate has a strong cult following, and it can make it. The Mach-E is the evolution that is required for it to evolve. Yes, we all agree that a two-door electrified version of the Mustang would have been better, but companies like Charge Electric are spearheading those retro-inspired and electric version of the vehicle. Does Ford need to jump into that, or should they just leave it to the small guys? Energy efficiency is the future. Electric fuel cell and nanoflow cell is the future of powering system for automobiles. But as the market retracts from car ownership and moves into more of hailing services, we need to supply products to the world for the consumer that wants the vehicle, the one vehicle driveway, and only requires one vehicle driveway, where the Mustang Mach-E will suit that perfectly. It's got four doors, five seats, storage space, and it still has that sporty appeal and has a slight utilitarian factor to it. It hits every single checkbox that every single one-car driveway person within an urbanized area wants. The days of the two-door pony cars and sports cars, coupes and all that, is dwindling. And products like the Mustang Mach-E seem to be the future. And just remember, the Mustang Mach-E does have a counterpart that is a petrol version. The Lamborghini Urus is the future of sports cars, hypercars, and pony. Mustang is what is needed for the future, and the Mach-E is it. The only problem we do find with the Mustang Mach-E for the future of the Mustang lineup is what is it going to do when you require it to go racing? Can we 
utilize the Mustang Mach-E for products like touring cars, NASCAR, supercars, V8 series, Le Mans, or any other type of racing series. Can we use the Mustang Mach-E for that? Or will they have to supply a two-door version of it? That is the reason why the original Mustang is still in existence today, and the Mach-E hasn't totally cannibalized it away from the pro. And the fact that there's a lot of diehard fans still out there wanting to build their own Mustang. Yes, the Mustang Mach-E may sound like it's weird and may seem like it's a product that shouldn't bear the Mustang name, but its power and presence is felt as a Mustang. And it is something that Ford needs and Mustang needs to survive the next generation of consumers. So all in all, do we need the Mustang Mach-E or is it a product that's just going to be a fad for a slow amount of time? That is a question that only time will tell. And Ford has done a proper job by calling it the Mustang Mach-E, where it is subsidiary of the Mustang lineup, where it can be canceled and killed off at any time, like the original Mach-1, like the original Boss, like the Grande. It is a product that can be killed off. So if the generation and if the market does not accept this product, it can be short-lived and not interfere with the all-around image of the Mustang, for as the Mustang 2 once did. And that is the reason why it was called the Mustang 2, is because Ford did not want to interfere with the Mustang nameplate and where it is and where it goes. The Mach-E is just the evolution of the full brand. I'm Everett J, the doctor to the automotive industry, bringing you all the insights about why car companies are doing what they're doing. And the Mach-E is one of those products that we all need and need to see that there is a future for it. And if it does fail, it won't bring down the entire nameplate. This is essentially what Volvo has done with Polestar and BMW has done with their i sub-brand. If it fails they could just pull the plug and it just becomes a remnant of history and it doesn't destroy the entire corporate image so from all of us at autolux.net keep following our feeds twitter facebook linkedin and follow us on all of our podcast channels inclusive of spotify google play and itunes and from all of us at autolux.net and podbeam strap yourself in for one fun wild ride from the future of the mustang